0: If I'm always rushing and I'm always yelling and I'm always mean, they don't want to be around me. That's just the way it is. And so my whole concept of parenting and, is I want them to want to hang out with me when they're older. And if I don't do that now, they won't want to hang out with me when they're older.
1: Recently, I've built the best mastermind coaching program that exists for fitness professionals by giving you the shortest no BS path to grow to six, seven, and even eight figures regardless of your starting level. My coaching was designed to give you the skills, systems, and support to become an industry mover and shaker and build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, welcome back to the Vince Del Monte podcast. This is not Vince Del Monte. This is his brother, Adrian. And I asked Vince if I could do the introduction for a very particular reason. I wanted to invite you personally to a free masterclass that we are offering this week. And I am just so excited about this. What I'm gonna be doing is sharing a really simple three-step framework that is going to help you elevate your game as a man, As a husband and a father and my bet is that if you've been listening to the podcast for a while you're already a a really good dad you work hard I bet you have fun with the family and you're pretty happy in the marriage but my bet is also that something like there's one thing or maybe two things that are still a bit out of sorts I might boil it down to one of these three like maybe maybe you're not getting to the gym as much as you want or you know you're just carrying a little extra weight you don't have the energy you want Uh, Maybe you're sick of fighting the same stupid fight with your wife. Like it's probably the same dumb thing that happens over and over and over. Or maybe you're losing your temper on your kids like every day or more than once a day. And I bet you even apologize because you're a good dad. But like deep down, my bet is that you know you could probably be better. And for most guys is that you just don't know how. Like what do I do, right? Most guys are like, what do I do? And I'll do it. And what I want to tell you this is that you can hit all three Uh, your body your marriage your kids and what I'm going to offer in this masterclass is a really simple framework that I've used to stay in great shape year round have really great relationships with my kids they respect me and they like me and I've got a really deep and meaningful marriage and it's not super complicated it's not easy but it's certainly not that complicated. And so that's what I wanna share in this masterclass. And what's really cool is after 40 episodes on the podcast, I can tell you that the principles that I've taken from the guys who I've talked to uh, support these principles. right? So this is not me, this is not the guys in our group, this is from all the men who we've talked to. And so what I wanna do in the masterclass is just kinda package them in a way that you can implement immediately. So if you'd like to join us, would love to meet you, would love to connect, And you can just click the link in the show notes and join me, and I think you'll get a ton of value. Now, on to this week's episode. Today I am talking to Nate Feathers. Nate runs the popular Instagram page, Dads Don't Babysit. Uh, Nate is a father of five, spread between ages three and ages 20. And um, what I loved in this conversation is we differentiate between babysitting and parenting. See, everyone can babysit. Anyone can. Anyone can put chicken nuggets in the oven and chuck a movie on. But dads bring a hell of a lot more to the table. You know this, right? Dads bring strength. Dads bring laughter. Dads bring leadership. And dads bring joy. What particularly will stand out is that in this men's masculinity movement that we've seen, there is so much good stuff that's happening around like provision and protecting the family and presiding in your home and these are great mantras sometimes it feels like to me that we forget the joy the laughter the fun you know chucking your kids down a slip and slide and knowing that there's deep meaning and purpose in that too and so that's what we talk about in this episode hope you enjoy it let's dive in i am here with nate and we are looking forward to this conversation I always say that, but I really am looking forward to this conversation as as I've been following Nate's stuff. So want to welcome you to the show, Nate. Thank you for being here with me today. Yeah,
0: thank you so much.
1: Well, they, give us a day in your life. You've got five kids, and I'd love to yeah. hear just like how you make time for things. What we like to talk about in our group is give us 24 hours, but start the night before. So start with the last sure. hour of the day and then walk yeah. me through 24 hours.
0: Sure. So um, our, our like we're not too, we're big. I shouldn't say we're big. We like our bedtime routine to be something, but it's not, it's pretty loose. Uh, and it took me a while to get there because I used to be real, real staunch and strict about it. Um, so our youngest usually nurses on mama after the, uh, after the, the younger two boys are in bed. And uh, that can take who knows how long. So yeah. usually our night ends in some way, shape or form on the couch. She's nursing. Uh, she likes to decompress and watch a little TV. So she'll do that. I uh, tend to try to either engage with her and hang out uh or um or really uh just i'll pull up on my phone and answer messages from instagram at that point and so a lot of times people get messages from me you know 10 11 o'clock at night or whatever um so that's usually what we try to do i've noticed though that when i do that she gets kind of like annoyed her her whole like she's like you're not spending time with me i'm like we're watching we're watching tv but it's a thing so Uh, so I try to do that less and less now, but if I get down to where I haven't had the chance to do that, I'll do that then real fast and then hang with her. Uh, and then I'll take the little one up and basically Turkish get up her somehow into the, into the, uh, (laughs) tent that she has on the floor. Yeah. I
1: saw your Instagram (laughs) post. That was
0: amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I was doing it. I was like, this is very Turkish get upy sliding back in underneath her tent.
1: She's the little one's three.
0: She will be three at the end of July.
1: Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, uh, and they're all, all, three of the littles share the same bedroom. We just figured she's in our bed most of the time anyway. So we figured if this would work, so all three of them share a bedroom and she's not really in there all that much. She'll, I'll put her in bed some, at some point, like last night, uh, she started, we weren't even asleep yet and she started to cry. So I went back in and, um, and I just laid with her. I just said, Hey, I'll lay with you. And so I just laid down, she snuggled in and then fell back asleep. And then she came in a little bit later. So uh, that'll do that. I'll go to bed. Uh, I get up. So I'm usually in bed somewhere between 1030 and 11. Um, This is the hard part is that I think sleep is extremely important. But at the same time, I also don't have any other time to go to the gym unless it's dark out and I am up before everybody. So my alarm goes off usually somewhere between 355 and 415. And then I'm out towards the gym at around 430 so that I can do a lift I will, I, I go to CrossFit, uh, but I also coach. So I'll, I'll lift with some guys and uh, another woman that comes in. We lift early and then we'll do the CrossFit class. I'll either coach that class and then lift and then do the class after, or I'll do the class, uh, so hang around and then I'll coach another class and then I head home. Uh, at that point, I'll have coffee with my wifey and hang with the kids for a little bit. I actually do have a normal uh, job that I work. And so I'll then go into the office and, and work.
1: What do you well. do? What, what's your actual job, Nate?
0: Yeah. So the job is logistic technology um, okay. to, to like make it real short and sweet is UPS and FedEx overcharge. And we help you find those places that, uh, that where, where they're doing that so that you can okay. fix that control and reduce your shipping costs.
1: Yeah. So you got a full yeah. time. I mean, I'm looking at the size of your Instagram following, for example, but you've got a full time job on this, like in your mm-hmm. life here. Yeah. Full time. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: So I do that. And then at the end of the day, I come back out. And then I really just, uh, my wife stays at home with the kiddos. So they're in and out while I'm here. I mean, there's, there's a whiteboard under my desk. I, do, I have a standing desk. There's a whiteboard under there that my daughter will come in and play on. In fact, she thinks the wall is now her whiteboard. Yeah. So I have like whiteboard <laughs> spreads. and then, Yeah, it's spread across <laughs> to the wall, which whatever, you know, I'll paint it at some point. And then, or I'll frame it. I'll just put a frame down there. That's right. To daddy. <laughs> right. That's all right. And then, uh, then I'll hang with the kids and we'll cook dinner. We try to do a lot of that stuff together and then clean up. Um, we like to, t- we, we like to try to take walks uh, in the evenings and then, um, and then it's kind of bedtime routine and then we'll do, you know, uh, we do baths. We've gotten away from the reading, which uh, honestly, you got it. You got to read. I, I read uh, Jacko Wilnick's books to the boys and I love those. I know Andy Frisella has some that I actually told Meg when we're done with Jacko's, I'm going to order those. Uh, I just, I love those guys. I love their mindset. And if I can utilize that to help train my boys, I'll do that. Yeah. And then, and then we're back to hanging out on the couch when we go to sleep.
1: That's the day, man. So let me poke at a few of these things because, You've just described what I would call the perfect dad day, right? You've carved <laughs> out I mean you've carved out time, you got to make money for the family, right? You gotta do that, but then you've like everyone's always saying you know i i'm I'm a busy dad, I'm a busy dad. What I heard you just saying is you have a full life, right? You have a full life with five kids i I want to start at like let's start at the lift, so you're late waking up before four a m when I heard guys start talking about this, I'm like that's stupid like what are you doing (laughs) like you um but you're up at 4 30 uh talk about your workouts a bit i i've I've heard some of your stats like your deadlift and your and your (laughs) and your by just uh, another podcast but you take your lifting pretty seriously nate
0: yeah um i i will say this i know when we were talking i don't deadlift 500 yet i'm working towards that um i don't deadlift i don't squat 400 yet um I'm, i'm working towards that those are my my goals so uh, when I get up in the morning, the, I started getting up earlier than the CrossFit class I was going to, which honestly, if I don't go to the 5:15 in the morning, I probably won't make it just because the rest of the day is full. And so for guys that say they're too busy, I'm kind of like, just, uh, I don't know. Arnold Schwarzenegger said, you know, you get your six hours of sleep. So, you know, I know you need eight, but sleep faster. Yeah. I guess that's, you got to get in there and do it. It's, it's so important. There have been times where I haven't gone and then I'm frustrated or I'm like on edge. And my wife just looks at me and tells me, you need to go to the gym. Yeah. Yeah.
1: My wife says the same.
0: Yeah. Right. It it just becomes part of how you, how you live and things feel off. So uh, I started going in early because I wasn't good at certain lifts and I needed to work on them. And uh, so I started out just me going in around 430, giving myself that 45 minutes to warm up and, and do those lifts. And then another guy started to come in with me. And then now there's about six or seven people that come in early 430 in the morning to we do powerlifting. So we just focus on deadlift, squat, uh, press and bench press. Uh, I'm more of a lower body guy, so I need a lot of work on my uh, my bench and my strict press overhead. Uh, But for the most part, that's what we do in the start.
1: Well, then talk about that. You did. You had this great video on Instagram where you were doing a Turkish de- getup and then the next slide <laughs> went to you sliding your daughter into the thing. And you could just see literally like what I'd like to say that lifting serves the family. How does your fitness benefit your family?
0: Uh, in every way. I mean, when I talk, I have one where I talk about, I have one Instagram reel where I talked about holding my kids. Right. Uh, and this actually doesn't cut. This came from a friend of mine who his oldest, I forget what he has, but, uh, he was deprived of oxygen when he was born. And so he, ha- he's, he, can't, he can't walk. He, there's a lot of things that he, his dad has to do for him. And he's a small dude. And I remember him saying as his son was getting older, he's saying things like, I need to be able to still lift him out of bed and put yeah. him in the chair. Yeah. And, and my kids are fully active and fully, you know, for lack of a better term, my kids are fully normal and, and fully good to go but at the same time there's points which my daughter just wants me to hold her all the time Mm. you know um there's points at which my uh my son's need picked up and held and i don't ever want to not be able to do that i mean at this point in the game i have a 19 year old and i still feel like if i needed to i could lift him up and do what i needed like like carry him and i have another friend where we work out together and we do these like stupid crazy workouts and it's a normal for him and i can keep up to some level but it's you know when he sends them to me, it's like uh, we did in, inside of an hour, it's, 100, uh, V-ups, it's 100 uh, a hundred V ups. It's a hundred pull-ups, a mile run with an 85 or hundred pound or 115 pound burden carry, like all these things. And when we talk about it, we're like, yeah, we're just training for life. If I mm. ever have to grab my wife and pick her up and carry her, out, I'm just thinking if my house is on fire and nobody's there yet, I'm not, I'm not going to be the guy that goes outside and says, okay, well, you know the firefighters would get them out. Do look I for, your, want look that? for
1: your phone to make the call, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: If it's you like, do if that if the too, but
1: phone. also, yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah, exactly. So we got one of those, like one of those um, fire ladders. You drop out the window. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One of those is in the boys' room, and I don't know when we got it. Wyatt is my youngest son. He's six. He asked what would happen, and I said, "Dude, I will find you. I will, I will find you." And my whole feeling is they need to feel safe, and they already think I'm this hardcore dude. I need to be be that hardcore dude. So I need to be the guy that is coming. I'm coming when there's a fire, I'm coming in. Um when there's, you know, when there's a somebody coming in our house, I'm taking him down. Like all of those things to me are part of my job. So it it's stuff that may never ever happen. But I'd rather have it and not need it than need it and not have it. And so all of the, all of my stuff comes from that concept as a dad of I'm always, I need to boy scout it. Right. I need to always be prepared.
1: The hardcore dude mindset is great. Right. Like I like this idea of, okay, break it down on a day to day level because God willing, you'll never actually have a fire in your house that requires you to, to, to go in. What is the hardcore dude? Like I want, I got, I got three sons as well. So I, I, I love that as I've gotten more and more in shape, even on their Father's Day card, they all drew pictures of me. They always do this, but I had bigger muscles this year. I (laughs) know (laughs) it (laughs) is. I had bigger muscles in the cards they drew. Where where would you see that day to day? Like Where would you see Nate as a hardcore dude showing up for your kids? How would they know that?
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I think where that comes in is just when you're hanging out with them play. I mean, boys want to wrestle with their dad, right? Well, if you're I'm going to sound horribly mean. It's not, there's no judgment here. It's just where we are in our journeys. Right. I at one point was leaning over my shoes, trying to tie them and I couldn't hardly breathe because my mm-hmm. gut was pushing into my stomach and all of my, all my organs were being smashed. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So if you're in that state, I mean, think about your energy levels. Think about you're, you're going to come home from work. If you work outside the house or you're going to come out of the office and you're going to, you're going to be tired. So you're going to want to sit down on the couch, maybe you turn the TV on and, and you don't watch and you watch stuff and, your kids just kind of play on the floor around you or you're kind of not engaged it enables dads to engage more and i look at this like i'm i'm not just training for longevity for for now to like i want to be able to do that with my grandkids and with my great grandkids and i say i want to live to 150 i don't know if that's possible but if it is i don't want to be turning to dust i want to be act- active and engaged because i my mindset is i have the ability and the thought process to affect so many so many generations I, and I want to be in a space physically to do that mm. and your kids are they're active they're gonna they're gonna be outside I mean uh they couldn't slide down this is a great example so they couldn't slide down the slip and slide we had just the other day so I'm soaping it up and I'm trying to get it to where they could just get like rocketing finally I just grab them and I just start tossing them down yeah. and just yeah. yeah. <laughs> slide them down you know if I'm if I'm 30 pounds overweight that's the last thing I want to do is lean over and do that and I mean I did that for a good long time. To where I'm, I'm sore, not sore, but I, my muscles are like, yeah, you're working. I mean, if you don't have the energy to do that, there, again, there's no judgment. You need to start that process to get there because you get to engage with your kids. And so that's how it happens on the daily.
1: And, and, and I love how you say it. It's not about judgment. It's about painting the opportunity of getting to throw your kids down a slip and slide, right? Yeah. To wrestle, Like my boys are into soccer, my 10 year old. And and they play hard now. Like they, they play hard. So, and I'm not going to just sit on the sidelines, like, because they're playing competitive. Now the coaches have like coaches, I can't just be a volunteer coach anymore. So I got to find ways to stay engaged. And that requires my fitness. What I'm sort of wondering is our dads or our grandfathers, I don't know, maybe they didn't have this mindset around like, such engagement like that you've mentioned already in the call that you're reading to your kids, you're sleeping with them in the bed, slip and slide with them, all these things. Where, like, where did it come from? I, you, you've done a lot. I love your stuff because it, it, it's always seems so well researched. I'm curious, like for our generation of fathers, there seems to be like an additional, like it's not enough to just bring home a paycheck. You have to do more. Any yeah. thoughts on where that came from?
0: I, I think that, I don't think it's a, you have to do more mindset. I think it's a dad, like, I think dad, like pe- pe- women talk about mom guilt, how they never feel like they're doing, you know, they never feel like they're doing enough. I think there's real dad guilt. I mean, I can tell you that I have, I, um, I have had a job where I was gone for two weeks and home for two weeks or home for a week or whatever. I'm missing out on everything. I mean, I think about dads who you work so much, you miss the first steps. Her first word is mama instead of dada, which is easier to say, by the way. Right. That's why we get that. Everyone. All the guys are like, sweet. I'm dada because that's easier to say. It's easier for them to pronounce. (laughs) So that's a win. But if you're not there, she's probably going to say mama. Instead, You know, like those are the things that that I I guess I think about that. I think more guys are becoming conscious of the fact that they want to affect their kids. And uh, before My dad's generation, my grandfather's, like our dad's generation and grandfather's generation, it was more of I bring home a paycheck because that's my job, a provider only. We don't we didn't we didn't see that in our parents, that they were that that there was more. Dads were not multifaceted. That's what moms did. Moms took care of everything else. And I think, honestly, guys are just sitting there going, I don't want to do that. I don't want, not that they don't want to be like their dad, but they want more. They, they think about, from my standpoint, I think about, I want to do more than my dad did. And that's not any bash against him. It's just, I want to be able to do more and I want to affect my kids more. I look at, you know, they're going to school or they're going, they're spending all this time with friends or whatever it is. If you send your kid to daycare, that's where they're learning all their stuff. For me, I don't want that. Right. I I want me to be the one who influences them because they're my responsibility. I think it's really just it's not a have to thing. I think it's dads are really starting to go. Wait a second. This is my job. Like this is my job is more than just a paycheck. My job is to train the next generation of of humans to be better than this generation.
1: Yeah, I love that. Your Instagram handle. Dads don't babysit. Explain that a bit like that's (laughs) Yeah. Tell us about that.
0: Yeah. Well, it's, it's my, it's really my mantra, but uh, I had a friend and I were on a conference call and he was running the conference call and he was on like a treadmill or something. And he had his newborn baby. So at this time, I think I had maybe four kids and he had, and he had just had his, and he said to me, Hey man, if you hear, if you hear the baby, if you hear the little one, uh, I'm, I'm babysitting while I'm doing this. So uh, okay. I just, said, Hey, hold on, man. Right there. We just need to stop. You are not babysitting. You are being a dad, and for me, it's like, you know, if I shut the door to the office on stuff like this, we're talking about being fathers. If my kids come running in, that should be normal, right? Because I'm dad. So for him, I, I just said, "That's normal, man. You're you're being dad. You're not a babysitter." And so that's where that came from. But the moment I started getting into that, I, I thought that's a that's got to be where we are. Oh, totally landed. it totally
1: landed. It landed with me. What? So if dads aren't babysitting, it, it's it's almost like babysitting is. What are the connotations attached to it? Like it's like this weak thing that you shouldn't be doing. Like, or how, what, what was he yeah. saying when he said that to you? I'm just babysitting. Like it's
0: yeah, it's like the the parenting is the mom's job is what yeah. it comes across to me. Yeah, 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 parenting's mom's job, and so when dad takes over, you're not parenting. You're you're just keeping track of the kids and keeping them alive and maybe feeding them. Maybe like throw some chicken nuggets at them while mom is doing something else, or she's taking a bath and getting a getting a rest. I look at babysitting as you know, mom and I want to go out, so we need to have somebody who keeps track of the kids. That's responsible them for them for a shorter amount of time, and I'm paying them because that's like I'm passing their my responsibility onto them for a second.
1: But 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 the babysitter's not parenting. The babysitter is supervising,
0: right? Supervising like, is a yeah. great way to put that. Yeah, you're. I mean, throw some chicken nuggets at them and let them watch a movie. Maybe not even put them to bed because you know, ah, eh, that's gonna be hard. So that's why that's why we're not babysitters and I even take it to the other side of that whereas I'm not mom either I mean I've had that statement to my wife hey I'm dad so I'm gonna do what dad does you're mom I'm not gonna do what you do I don't do it your way and uh, I won't do it your way because I don't think like you I'm not like you uh you know i it's it's all different you know you don't really ever see moms try to see how high they can throw their kids you know that's, that's not, I, I don't know if I've ever seen a mom do that. And I moms, haven't,
1: I haven't seen it. It could happen. I've never seen it. Right. Yeah. And if any,
0: if we're honest, when dads do that, because that's what we do, moms are like, Oh my God, Oh my God. Oh my God. You know, like yeah. they're yeah. freaking out. Yeah. I'm like, let, I'll catch him. It's fine. Just let, let it go. I mean, that, that to me is that's, that's parenting. That's the dad's side of parenting. It's the, I throw you, I, I wrestle with you. I push you around. I, I, I don't push you to be mean. I like mess with you and I, we test you that boys specifically they test their strength on their dad right so that's why they want to wrestle they want to my, my boys wanted to arm wrestle me last night you know do you let and him win dad you don't let that, him win no do you? no no no, Hell no. <laughs> yeah right that's a that's a hardcore <laughs> it's funny because yeah. you know people are like oh, let him win and as a as a dad i'm competitive too as a dad i'm going no you got to earn that like you yeah. don't, you don't win just because i play chess with finley he's seven he's so he's gotten so good and it's not because of me he's doing chess club and stuff like that at school but i don't i don't let him win but man that dude is he's done some he's done some moves that i didn't catch and he caught me looking i'm like oh
1: shoot yeah, you know yeah yeah
0: but that makes it all the sweeter when he beats me and that's the point is when he beats me he did it on his own
1: yeah and there's this like i don't know if you read will will smith's memoir and he and he talks about playing chess with his dad this is worth exploring mm-hmm. for a second and yeah, his dad's sure. like, I will never let you beat me. And then he says when he was like 12 or 13, he actually legitimately beat his dad. And then his dad, Will says, he goes, uh, I never played my father again. Do you know what I mean? It was like, because it was a rite of passage when you find. Yeah. And you know, it's funny, total side note. I thought I'd do that with my 10-year-old. My 10-year-old's very smart. Just mathematically, he's very good. Yeah, And I'm like, I'm going to do this. What Will Smith's dad did. And he beat me like the next week. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> like, yeah. so, but, but I want to come back to this. Uh, this is so worth exploring the contrast between babysitting and parenting and specifically dad parenting. Um, sometimes. Actually, I would just love for you to say a few more words about like parenting. I think a lot of dads don't parent. They do the chicken nugget. Guys, it's movie night so that they can catch up with work on their phone or whatever um give me some more examples like you've painted the the a few pictures of what it would look like to parent your kids like it's not always teaching them lessons but when you're with wyatt with finley your mindset around parenting what does that sort of lead to in your actions
0: it's a good question um honestly it's it affects it's i feel like it affects everything so all the way down to here, here's something a babysitter doesn't do. Cause they, like you said, we throw some chicken nuggets at them, you know, there's candy in there. Sure. You can have that. I literally, and this is not on purpose. It's just something I do. I am health conscious and I'm more of like a 85, 15. I mean, I say, I tell people, listen, alcohol is going to affect your performance. It's going to affect your body. Like that shouldn't be something you do all the time. Do I drink alcohol? Yeah. Here and there I'll have it. I'll have a drink. Um, cookie. I'm, I'm the guy that's going to say, don't, don't get the low fat crap. So you can always have it. If you're going to have a cookie, eat a cookie, like have it with sugar and all the stuff and just don't do that all the time. You know? So when my kids in the morning, when they get up and they start eating food, I literally am tallying, it's just a normal brain thing that I have. I'm tallying what kind of things we've had today. So for me, when they're asking, when they're asking, can I have this? Can I have that? If we have plans to go, like we do this thing every once in a while, I'll put them in bed and then I'll bust open the door and I'll be like, crumble, run. And we'll go run and get crumble cookie, right? Not a healthy choice. Wait, 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 late
1: at night you do this?
0: Not late, late. Crumble closes at uh, like 10. We try to get them in bed at eight. So yeah, I'll put them in bed. We don't normally tell them it's going to happen. Obviously we don't tell them it's going to happen. I bust in and I just say, crumble, run. And I pull them all out of bed and we get in the car and we go. Uh, I heard that from a pastor named Matt Chandler and they used to do donut runs and I did that with the younger one or with the older ones, but there's no donut shops close here, but crumble yeah. stays open till 10. So I can do it there.
1: Yeah, yeah. Wait, so this is this is why is this parenting?
0: So because you're 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 just participating in their life so much more. You're connecting. Like those are things that we're creating memories. But the other side of that is if I know I want to do a crumble run that night, we're not gonna have granola bars and cookies and popsicles and ice cream. Like, I'm not doing all that. I'm going to say no all day long. And that's not easy because they don't know why. So they're going to be on you. Why, why, why? Because I said no. Like, because you don't need that much sugar. Because you don't need that much sugar. And then when we go have crumble and they're like, oh, dad, this is so good. Oh my gosh. I can go, remember how I said no all day? This is what I was planning, right? So they know, like, I just feel like as a part of what we do is we're, we're paying attention to their health. There's so many things that I think about that they wouldn't think about. And my job is to think about those things for them, but create the habits in their life that when it, when it comes down to it, they go, Oh, that's why dad was doing that. Mm. That's why dad, you know, that's why we always had broccoli and asparagus at dinner. That's why dad was focused on making sure we ate eggs in the morning or whatever it is, you know? Uh, I mean, I, I study how things how the food affects us a lot, and I, I'm big on gut health, so I'm always paying attention to that stuff. That is not babysitting. That is me paying attention to the health of my children so that they function at school, in life, so that they sleep better at night because sleep is hugely important for littles. All of those things are how I I do all those things to keep track of how I can make their life better in the long run and create habits for them so that they haven't created these crazy habits of, you know, you get up in the morning and all, I eat a, I eat a donut for breakfast. And then I, you know, have a granola bar or a Snickers bar for snack. Like, and I eat, a I drink a Coke. Like all of these things that become normal habits for adults that I don't even have to let them start if I create the habits early enough for them.
1: Well, I mean, I, I like all these synonyms you're using to describe parenting. I'm picking up planned, intentional, you're paying attention, you're keeping track, habit forming. Like these are all... Things again to contrast with my babysitter that a babysitter can't do. A babysitter is meant to supervise. A father is meant to parent. And I, I really like that distinction you're making. E- and and you can apply this to anything. We've applied it here to health, to nutrition. You could like you could apply it to their education, their school. Like I'm really involved in my kids' school stuff, maybe because I'm a teacher, but still yeah. like I'm not just going to turn that over like to somebody else I'm going to be involved. And, and I think that's what parenting parenting does. One of the things I have been really attracted to in your work, Nate, is you really seem to enjoy your kids. (laughs) Like I see so much like men's masculinity movements and there's tons of them out there around like, you know, protect the, protect the home, right? Like this is your castle. And it's just like, are you having fun with your kids? Like, right. You, like, <laughs> like, like, I, like, are you, are you enjoying your kids? How does like just enjoying your kids and even those mundane moments drive reaction? I agree. Like, I
0: think, okay. So uh, if you go old, old school, when, uh, when like, I mean, ancient times when you'd have men off to war and women stayed home with the children, uh, I think about it in the terms of, and that you'll probably, you'll resonate with this, but, um, I think about it in the terms of biblical because I grew up in the church with my dad was a pastor. So when I think about that, I usually see the children of Israel and I go back to when they left Egypt, Pharaoh Pharaoh, let them go, right? It was men, women, children. It was everybody together. And then Pharaoh decides, you know what? No, that was a horrible choice. And he, everybody stays behind, but his warriors. So it's all men chasing down these, this, these family groups. Mm. The reason they were able to catch them even if they were days out, they would have caught them because you have to slow down with children. There is no way, shape, or form to do anything at all with speed with children. And I think that is except that the, is slip the,
1: slide, the slip and slide, yeah, right? <laughs> the slip and slide. And then I'm
0: doing all the work, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you think about it,
1: think about any
0: task. I mean, perfect example we need something for dinner and we don't have it. So I got to like, we, we need a specific whatever sauce or whatever I've, I've got to run to the store. And as soon as I pick up my keys, my youngest will literally say, daddy, I want to go with you. And it is a, it is a, if I leave her, it's insanity at home. And all you got to do is just take her. Most guys are like, nah, listen, if I get in the car, I'll be back in like five minutes. And the truth is, it's probably going to be 10 or 15, but there's no time involved with your children. And so everything is fast. I get in the car, I drive off, I go to the store, I get out, I get my stuff, I walk back, I pay for it and I walk back and I drive away. With my daughter, she wants to ride in the Jeep. So I got to get the car seat out of the car, put that in there, strap it down, make sure she's safe, get her in. Now she wants to say bye seven times to her mom, but she still wants to go, but she's really not sure if she wants to go. So we finally get her in the car because I've got mints in the Jeep or whatever. So she comes with me. When I get there, I've got to get her out. It's just a slower process. And I think that, As a dad, I'm literally trying to go think through this on how how do they see me, right? How how can I, because you don't impact anybody that doesn't love you and respect you and wanna be like you. You know, if I'm always rushing and I'm always yelling and I'm always mean, they don't wanna be around me. I mean, that's just the way it is. And so my whole concept of parenting and, fathering or being a dad is I want them to want to hang out with me when they're older. And if I don't do that now, they won't want to hang out with me when they're older.
1: I feel that because there's so many, you just, I've had tons of the guests on our podcast and they're, they're great guys. And they talk, they raise the standard on protecting the family, serving the family, being strong for the family. And as I'm listening and look, I talk to them for an hour and that's about it. But my question is, where's the joy in the family? And, and, and again, we just don't get into that. We always tackle the like and, and some of that's political, like in the world today, just like masculinity movements and what's being threatened and all these other things. But but I just want to talk more about like having fun with my kids, <laughs> You yeah. know what I mean, like, like absolutely. I absolutely, I love that moment when you're when you're climbing into the, what does your daughter call it, like her tent, like her fortress, or whatever, like yeah, I, the she tent, yeah. yeah, the tent, yeah, the tent. You could look at that with incredible resentment of like, oh, here goes another bad sleep. I got to be up yeah. at four o'clock, three fifty-five to get to the gym. How do you see those moments? Like, how do you see that moment?
0: It's you know, it's funny. Is I pick her up. It's something about it, and I think it's da- dad daughter. But I pick her up and when I take her from her mom, I feel like my heart is gonna explode every time. It's crazy, mm-hmm. but it feels like when I put her on my shoulder and she just in her sleep falls up against me, I feel like my heart expands. And so for me, there's not even a question of whether I like I will do that until she doesn't want me to do it. Mm-hmm. Because in that moment, like oh, there's I don't know. I can cry about it honestly. Cause it's yeah. so feel free.
1: <laughs> yeah. Right. Like I feel my eyes
0: welling up right now. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I, I love that. And I, I mean, seriously, every time I pick her up, I'm like, Oh, I love you so much. So for me, there's no resentment there because I get to do that. Yeah. Like there are five people in this entire planet that use a name for me that no one else uses dad. Yeah. That's important to me. There's five out of 8 billion people. That's important
1: did you, you have a 16 year old daughter as well? Yeah. Was it the same for her? I'm just curious. Was it the same? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really was. I mean,
0: uh, I, I don't know. I am i maybe I'm weird. Sometimes I wonder if I'm just all alone in this, but I have three boys, two girls. I'm totally different with them. Like the boys get, they don't get a different dad. They just like, I want to, I don't want to throw my daughters. I don't have any, like, you know what I mean? When I think about like tossing the boys up in the, in the air, like let's see how high we can get you. Like with my daughters, I just wanted to like snuggle them and hold them close. Truth is, if I tried to toss them, they'd be like, "Yeah, throw me!" You know, when they see the others ones, they don't like it. They didn't like it. Uh, when I threw Zeke, he loved it; thought it was awesome. He's my oldest; he's 19. Uh, when I started doing that with uh, with Amelia, um, she would hold on to me. Well, I can't like throw her, and her hold me, and you know, we, that that gets dangerous. So that happened less and less. Boys, the younger two boys, Zeke and, or Finn and Wyatt, throwing them just the same. They love it. Luna Gray holds on to me every time. She's just like, she doesn't like it. Luna's so your me, youngest. Yeah, Luna's the youngest. So, so I just, I parent differently my daughters and my sons. Uh, and there's just this desire to hold them close and cuddle them safe. That, I don't know. I think it's just a dad to daughter kind
1: of thing. I only ask because you've got a spread of 16 years between Luna and Zeke. Is that, is that about right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm curious if you learned anything with, with Amelia, your 16-year-old, and Zeke, your 19-year-old, that, that you didn't know with them that you maybe are now doing with, as you refer to them, the littles? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, everything. I mean, yeah. I was a totally different parent. I actually, when Finley was born, I took the older two. I took Zeke and Amelia into a room, and I said, hey, listen, um, you're going to see me parent differently. You're going to see a different dad with him. It is not because I love him more. It's because the dad that you had does not exist anymore.
1: Hmm. I'm a
0: totally different human being. I've grown, I've learned, I will be different. And it's, there's not that I loved you less, it's that I didn't know what I know now. And then I had Wyatt, same thing. Luna, she, like Luna's the youngest. Like you said, there's 16 years between Luna and Zeke. I've learned a, a thing or two, you know?
1: Tell me t- Tell, me, tell me a few of those. People are waiting for you to tell us. What, oh, have, yeah, you, sure. what uh, have you learned, right? Like, I mean, I, 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 and as an example, my oldest and my youngest are are only four years apart. But I learned we were so strict. Maybe our biblical background, you know, just we were disobedience, all these things. And then also the pressure of having the perfect first child, which we all have (laughs) the perfect first children. Right. Of course. Uh, But I've learned things. I'd love to hear a few of them.
0: Yeah. um, I just like I say this to dads all the time. Hey, number one, relax. You're going to be like I want immediate response. I want them to do exactly what I said at the moment I said it. And that is just that's outright insanity, you know. With the oldest, if I didn't get that, I spanked at the time. I would spank him like you're not doing what I told you to do. That probably comes from my raising in the church and biblical background. Uh, I'm not throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I think there's lots of great things from that from that growing up. Yeah, uh, but that's not one of them that I want to carry on. And I started to, but I also see the difference I had in my relationship with my oldest and the relationship I have with my younger's. So just relax. Like you you think about it. If someone came to you while you're in the middle of doing something and was standing over you, like, Hey, I need you to do this right now. I need you. You need to stop doing that and do that. You're like, Hey, here's the middle finger back off of me.
1: And if you don't do it, I'm also going to spank you. you Don't do it.
0: You're also going to feel physical pain. So think about how you'd respond to that. You're not going to like it. And you're probably not going to like that person. You may do it and do it begrudgingly. You're going to do it as fast as you possibly can and probably half half ass it so you can get back to what you were doing because that's what you were doing at the point. And now you're doing this begrudgingly. That's how I'd feel. That's how they feel. They can't explain that, but that's how they feel. So I have a lot more patience. Wyatt is my slowest child in the sense of just doing anything you ask him to do. And for whatever reason, I think God was like, yeah, we're just gonna give you more patience with your fourth. And so like why it's only like, six,
1: right? Like, yeah, so yeah, exactly.
0: We got yeah. a long way to go, yeah. right? <laughs> but like, why you'll be like, hey, Wyatt, I need you to, uh, I need you to do whatever it is. Hey, pick, can you pick up the stuff on the table and let's clean up? Uh, no response. Yeah. He heard you. Cause I'm loud. Like I don't, I'm not loud to yell at him. I'm just, I have a louder voice in our house that echoes. Hey, why do I need you to do this? It may be and I'll sit there and watch. I don't count, but I wait. Cause Meg has pointed this out to me. I'm usually pretty impatient with that. But you know what? He eventually gets up and goes and does it. He was just finishing whatever it was he was doing. And there's a, there's a right for him to do that. He's allowed to finish what he was doing. He's a human being. He has the right to be doing what he's doing and enjoying it. And when we request things, I could probably back off a bit. Yeah. Zeke never got that kind of patience ever.
1: No. Why? Why? (laughs) <laughs> like I did the same thing dude I remember yeah. like being so proud of myself for me- Jacob's my oldest he's he's almost 11 I remember being so proud of myself he was probably like he certainly could walk so maybe he was a year and a half like he'd throw food on the floor like not sloppy eating but just like I'm not eating this and I would make sure. him like get down pick it up and put it on his tray and I'm, I'm looking at I feel cringed right now just like telling you that and I was like, I wanted the obedient child or whatever mm-hmm. the hell it was. Yeah, yeah. Like, and it's just like now, if I saw a one and a half year old throw food on the ground who wasn't my kid, I would burst out laughing because that's funny. Like, it's just, yeah, like, right? it's, it's like funny when it's not your own kid. That's is part it, of it. What is it about Zeke that like it was just what you knew at the time, I suppose, or you had higher, like different, not high, different standards, I guess, or?
0: I, I think it was actually that's what was expected of that's what I remembered. What was expected of me this is how kids are supposed to be now that doesn't mean that that's what my parents required or anything like that that's just how i look back at my childhood like the default setting is what i call it my default setting is oh parents speak children listen parents order and children obey that if i were to describe my childhood i had a i still say it i had a good childhood i don't feel like my parents weren't abusive or mean or any of that stuff but that right there could sum up how i felt about my childhood you do what i'm told when you're told because you were told to do it and that is a lot of dads specifically moms have that nurturing all all sorts of things that i can't really understand or describe but they have them dads we don't have that and so you do what you're told when you're told how you're told I would get upset about the fact that he didn't do it the way I was thinking I wanted him to do it. That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it is. It's actually so, what you
0: think it is, about it, it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like, spot on. Like, I, I, you said that one. Um, I can remember Zeke not wanting to eat mashed potatoes. And I'm like, you're going to eat those mashed potatoes? Like, you yeah. were eating. And I paid for up. them. I worked hard. Yeah. Oh, yeah. he threw up. And then he threw them up because he was gagging all over them. And then I was even more pissed off. Why am I pissed at a poor kid who didn't really eat him in the first place? And then he gagged on him enough, hard enough to bring him up. I mean, to a level where there was a piece of me that was like, I'm gonna make him eat him. I'm gonna make him eat him. And I'm like, why would you do that? And there are plenty of dads out there that are like that. And truth is when he went to college, it I got pumped. Uh, you know how you, uh, they say it, at, at your death, you have uh, flashbacks of your whole life. You see your whole life flash before your eyes. I had that with him and I just kept going, oh, I could have done it better there. I could have been better there. I could have been so much more patient. So many regrets of how I was when he was younger. Uh, I I luck out that I have the ability to turn around and do what I wish I had done with him, with his sibling.
1: I find it funny that we all remember being the most obedient children, right? Like we all, had, and yet we got, we also remember getting spanked. So like it's <laughs> like we weren't that obedient. Like we were right? perfect children, right? Anything else that you mm-hmm. learned from Zeke that you yeah. would that you're practicing with the others? I think connect more.
0: We we send we say a lot of times like stop. This is a dad statement. Stop crying. Uh, one major thing. I only just recently learned this. I heard it from, uh, I think it's badass therapist on uh, TikTok. I love that guy. Um, but he, so go, go follow him. He's got great stuff. But um, he is, uh, he said that he let his kids cry. Most dads, we don't, we don't know what to do with that. And so what I started doing, um, and again, Wyatt is six, but he's very sensitive. So he cries when he cries, it's heavy duty. And at six years old, lots of dads are like, come on, man. Like, you got to stop. Just stop crying.
1: It's exactly. Well, to, so good.
0: Right? And they even say, <laughs> come on, dude. It's going to be okay. Just stop crying. It's okay. They're not mean about it. And some of them are, but most of us are not. We're just like, dude, you got to stop. I, I've turned, I've totally shut that off. I will pick him up and I will hold him. And I'll just be like, let it out, man. Let it out. Cry. Cry as much as you need. And when he stops, I literally say to him, are you sure you're not? Do you need to cry some more? It's okay if you need to cry more. And I'm telling you right now, this is the craziest thing. It works on the two-year-old just the same. They cry less and it's over faster. And then you're like, are you sure you're okay? And they say, yeah, dad, I'm okay. And then we move on. It's like the most counterintuitive thing but that is something that Zeke never got that. Finley actually never got that. Like Wyatt gets it because he's still pretty sensitive. Luna's gotten all of that. I just hold her and let her cry. Man, I wish I'd heard that when I was 22 before I even had kids. Because shoot, just think about that. Imagine you're hurting and someone is just sitting there saying, oh, stop crying, stop crying. Think about, you know, your, your business is struggling and you don't know what to do. And instead of someone saying to you, man, dude, that's awful, tell me more. Yeah. And listening, you're going to feel like you're connected to that person and that they understand, um, as opposed to, oh, dude, buck up. Tomorrow's going to be fine. Tomorrow will be okay. Or like, you know, whatever it is, they're trying to encourage you, but it's not, they're not, they're not feeling you. They don't feel what you feel or getting you. I think they feel heard when you do that. And it then they self-soothe at that point.
1: Yeah. Well, I, 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 I feel like, again, And maybe we can talk about faith for just a couple minutes because we were both raised in the church and it was just a different, I'm not, I had a, I had my father on one of our men's coaching calls on Saturday. We called it the intentional father. I have a wonderful father and a wonderful mother. They were a product of the coaching they got, right? That's, that's what they got. And they did the best they could. I, I, I am thinking about how they would have interpreted verses a verse in the Bible, like, you know like raise them up in the way they should go, like raise them and, and when they are old, they shall not turn from you. I'm wondering if verses like that created, I don't know, a disconnect between parents and their children, uh, a, a, a focus on obedience and maybe like sin even and performance. And it took away from this ability to connect. That said, I got a lot of good stuff from my upbringing in the church Things, and I know you were a pastor, Nate. Are there things like spiritually that you want your kids to know or things that you're doing to foster their, you know, their spiritual growth?
0: Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I think that health and like the wellness comes to wholeness. So you could be physically healthy, but you may not be fully healthy if, if your mental state or your spiritual state are not healthy as well. Uh, I've actually heard of people holding on to weight in the moment that they got, like reconnected to God or source or however people see that or they forgave somebody that weight fell it's almost like that weight was held they were holding onto that weight to protect them from that feeling right and so then they forgave somebody and 15 pounds drops off of them and that's not to say that that'll happen every time but I've seen that happen um and so I do want my kids spiritually to know and I will say this growing up in the church um And this, I mean, getting into this at this point may may be another time of conversation, but let's do another one.
1: Yeah. (laughs) What I can say is,
0: I was a pastor at one point. Um, I I had an affair, and uh, I I don't even know how to call it that because I, truthfully, I think I was supposed to be with her because I was supposed to have Zeke and Amelia. When I look back at that, I go, I don't think I was supposed to be with her other than that. And that sounds horrible. I learned a lot, but. Zeke and Amelia are supposed to be here, so we had to be together for that to happen. Especially in the way that I was, I understood life at the point. At that point, now I look at this and I go, my uh, my younger three, they're supposed to be here. So what happened? What needed to happen? And so, I got. I say all that because I got kicked out of the church basically, um, and left, and that created a very big divide because God was connected to the church, and so I was mad at God, and therefore I was mad at the church. Um, but what I will say is I'm very leery of church now, not because of God, but because of people. And so I met God as a father outside of the church, because as I was like pushed out, I kind of was like, fine, whatever. And God just kept coming in different ways mm. to me. Mm. And so what's, what's crazy is there are points now where I can literally start tearing. Up. I'm really, I will say I'm pretty emotional. Why? kids? it honest. Um, I'm pretty emotional when it comes to things that really affect my heart. I will cry like at the drop of a hat. Um, so when I talk about God as a dad, man, it's so amazing. And it makes me so sad that people think of God as father. And that is a problem Yeah, because yeah. As a, yeah. that's how I want, yeah. I want my kids right. to see God through me. right? Yeah. So if they see dad and they're like, oh, he's like dad. That should be the most amazing feeling ever. Like, the one who created all of this focuses on me the way dad cares about me. That's huge. Yeah. Then they get to know a God that unfortunately in the church at the time of me growing up, they did not get to know.
1: Well, they got to know or a God know. Of, of discipline and order. And, and a lot of the things, babysitting, we've been talking about the yeah. like, stay over there unless you're going to be on good behavior. If you're on good behavior, you're welcome to come into my presence. Versus this beautiful picture you've painted of like, joyful dad, slip and slide dad, who has a plan. It's not just like silly fun Homer Simpson. It's like, right. I am parenting my children so that they want to be around me. I, I I think that's a great illustration of, you know, I grew up, I would have probably called it Old Testament, New Testament God, right? The like God of do this or else versus the God of like, I love you so much. I will die for you. Um, I like, I like we've, we've painted a really good contrast here. I, I really like this a lot. Um, let me ask you one more question, because I want to be respectful of our time. I, I always at I always, at the end of these calls, ask for our guests to like name the ideal man. And we get all sorts of names. Um I love what we get. like we get the badass dad. We get the the we get the friendship uh, dad. We get the fully present dad, all sorts of different names. What would you call your dad if we were to give him a name and then maybe some of his attributes?
0: Sure. Um. I would say uh, the student, Mm.
1: Um,
0: always learning, uh, always learning. I I can't know everything. So I I don't want to be so arrogant as to think I know it all. And I was that way for a long time with the, with the olders. So that's a big change for me. Um, Learn everything you can and know that you don't know everything. Beautiful part is that your children will teach you a ton if you're willing to be humble. So learn from them. If you're a student, you're always going to be curious. So I wonder why that is, is a great question to ask your kids all the time. Why do you think that? And it gives you a chance to connect with them, even when they're upset and they're mad. Oh, why are you mad? Oh, this. Oh, what happened? And you just tell me more. You're always learning. If you're always learning, you'll always, you'll stay humble and uh, you'll just get better o- o- over and over.
1: Yeah. I love that. The, the mindset. And I think, again, that's another countercultural idea that like men can be in a posture of of growth. Um, yeah. You've got a great social media platform. where can people find you?
0: Yeah, at Dado Babysit is uh, the best place to find me right now. Um, I'm working on a couple of things, so uh, I'm hoping to see some some new things come out from me. i'm I'm working on a book right now. I was talking with uh, Ryan about that on the older man. So I'm working on that at the moment. Uh, working on putting together um, just some uh, something for men specifically to uh, to work through as well. so I'm hoping to see that come out as well, maybe before the book, but in the next couple of months here.
1: It's awesome. You're writing a book. How's it going? Yeah, It's it's a slow
0: go. Again, with all the stuff I got going on today, sometimes I'm like, ah, I got to just sit down and write. Mickler told me, he's like, just, you know, a thousand words a day, just commit to it and get into it. Uh, That's been difficult for me. So sometimes I got to be like, ah, it's 250 words today, but uh, I'm just trying to like carve out that little bit of time and go after it and just keep writing.
1: Yeah. I can't um, wait. Oh man, we'll be following dad. Is it dads don't babysit or it's dads underscore? I mean, they'll find it
0: with the search. Yeah. Dads underscore don't underscore babysit.
1: Yeah. Your stuff is so good. Thank you, Nate. This has been Thanks. such a, such a blessing I have so enjoyed. Just, I love this contrast of babysitting versus joyful parenting. That's what I'm going to call it. Parenting. <laughs> joyful yeah. I love that. That's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Thank you for being here.
0: Yeah, no problem at all. Thanks, man.